Welcome to Living Bread Radio Presents, a program designed to teach and evangelize about the Catholic faith through various speakers and presentations given in the local listening area. Today's show features Father Nicholas Mancini, a priest of the Diocese of Youngstown, Ohio, in his talk entitled, Prayer and Spirituality, recorded at the Gift of Faith Conference in June 2009. And now, Father Nicholas Mancini. I'd like to begin this afternoon with a prayer, since this is the year of the priest. And if you turn in your booklet to the prayer for priests, let us pray it together as we remember all of our priests as our Holy Father Benedict XVI has declared this year the year of the priest. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, O Jesus, eternal priest, keep all your priests with the shelter of your sacred heart. May harm them. Understand their anointed hands, which daily touch your sacred body. Keep on their lips, purpled with your precious blood. Keep pure and earthly their hearts with the sublime marks of your glorious priesthood. Let your holy love surround them and shield them from the world's contagion. Bless their labors with abundant fruit. May souls to whom they have ministered be their joy, consolation, and everlasting crown, here and in heaven. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We have heard in the Gospel of St. John, love one another as I have loved you. The theme of prayer itself. And this prayer that is found in John's Gospel certainly is the invitation to all who are baptized in Christ Jesus and sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit and confirmation to enter into that Mystical love of Christ. Now, you remember when you were growing up, some of us had an old blue book. It was a thin book. And on the front was printed the words, Baltimore Catechism. In that catechism, as you opened it up, there were a series of prayers. And in those prayers, there was one particular that focused in on your mind. We all know the act of faith. We learned the act of hope. But this prayer, and you can't hardly find it in the newer prayer books today, was called the act of love. And it began, oh my God, I love you above all things with my whole heart, with my whole soul, with my whole being. I love my neighbor as myself for the love of thee. Right there sets the stage of the beginning of our encounter with God. 
And you will notice it was the third prayer in that catechism. Because the first prayer was the act of faith. Oh my God, I firmly believe that Thou art one God and three divine persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, emphasizing God's holy divine will. The other one was the act of hope. Oh my God, I firmly hope. And then the last was love. If you looked at those, it reminds you of the Trinity. And the way those prayers were set up was to form in your life a spiritual relationship with the one true God and to bring you into that intimate love and union with Him. So that prayer, the act of love, draws us into God's divine will and radiates as the Scriptures illuminate God's will for us. From the book of Genesis to the very last book of the Bible, which St. John wrote, the book of Apocalypse or Revelation. All of it is filled with prayer. But an intimate prayer that unites us with God. And I want to give you some examples of that intimacy in love and prayer with God. We all know the saints. We all have a favorite saint that we relate to. But I want to give you an example of a couple, and soon hope, please God, two that will be saints. The first one was a little boy who lived in the years 300. And he came from a well-to-do family. And his father gave him a horse. And he taught him how to ride the horse. The little boy loved the horse, took care of him, thanked his father every day. I thank you, Father, for you have given me this gift. So the one day the little boy is walking with his horse, taking him along, and he comes across another little boy sitting on the side of a road. Now this boy was dirty. His cloak was torn. He had no shoes. He was hungry. So the little boy reached on the saddlebag of his horse, gave him some bread and a drink of water, gave him his cloak. And he said, would you like another gift? And the little boy looked at the other boy, looked into his eyes and he says, what can you give me which you already have given? And he said, I want to give you the complete gift of love. I give you my horse. And he took the little boy, put him on his horse, and said, he is yours. Now the interesting thing is, when that boy was riding off, the other boy could not see him anymore. When you did it to the least of my brothers, you did it unto me. 
When the boy went home, his father said, Son, where is your horse? Father, I gave it to another who needed it more. And his father said, Well done, my son, for you are a true servant and steward. Later, when the boy grew up, he was faced with another problem. He became a priest and later a bishop. He was subjected to exile and persecution and hardship. He had to leave his diocese. But in all of that, his love for Christ became stronger. And when he was returned from exile, he returned to his diocese and found there were three girls whose parents could not afford a dowry. They prayed and prayed. And so one night, while the father was at prayer, he hears this plunk on the floor. And he goes over by the chimney and he finds a sack of gold with a little note, your prayer has been answered. Use it for your daughter's dowry. Signed, Bishop Nicholas, Bishop of Myra. We know him as Santa Claus or jolly old St. Nicholas. But his life was filled with that act of love. No greater love than this, than one laid down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I ask you to do. So Nicholas gave of himself totally from the heart to his people. And his people in return gave to him, but he gave it back. Thus, the giving of gifts at Christmas. To show our love for others and the love of Jesus in our lives. So his prayer was one of motion. Now, Bishop Sheen describes it this way in his book, Your Life is Worth Living. And really it is. Our life is worth living. And Bishop Sheen says this, Prayer has many forms, some belonging to beginners, others to the great saints from whom we can learn motion and love. Movement and being. It may be asked, why should we pray? Why breathe? Why have to take in fresh air and get rid of bad air? We have to take in new power and get rid of our old weakness. We pray 
because we need spiritual vigor in our life. That's what St. Nicholas did. His was a prayer of movement, giving to others. We'll return to Living Bread Radio Presents after a short break. This is Monsignor John Kozar, National Director of the Pontifical Mission Societies in the United States. My visits to the missions center most appropriately around the celebration of the Eucharist. These masses often take place in small, humble chapels. The poorest of the poor are my congregation. But instead of praying only for themselves, they include the needs of their own families and the needs of others around the world. At Mass, no matter the location, we join with the poor of the world as brothers and sisters in Christ. It's the ultimate family experience, and it's a lesson from the missions. Brought to you by the Pontifical Mission Societies. To learn more about becoming a missionary right where you are, visit our website at onefamilyandmission.org. Remember, if you're baptized, you're a missionary. Through prayer and sacrifice, in word and witness, we're all part of this one family and mission. And now the conclusion of today's production of Living Bread Radio Presents. Or can you remember this saint who was traveling one day to his friend's house? His friend was well-to-do. He welcomes his guest joyfully, welcomes the priest in. They sit, converse, have dinner together, and they each go to their separate room. During the night, the well-to-do man hears voices coming from his guest's room. He can't imagine who he'd be talking to. And so he thought, I'll take a look and peek in the door. He opened the door a little bit and he saw a great light of illumination. And he hears the voices, a voice of a baby and the voice of a man. And when he looked in, he saw his friend holding the baby with the book of Scripture. They were talking to one another in prayer. You probably have this in your home. It's the well-known statue of St. Anthony of Padua, conversing with the Christ as a child. He opened the Scripture that night and began praying to the Lord Jesus, as was His custom. But that night, he was praying for his friend, the Duke, who had fallen laps in his faith. 
And a passage opened up to where it said, unless you become like a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. So Christ appeared to Anthony as he was praying for his friend in the form of a child. And thus he caressed the child Jesus. And that beautiful prayer that we recite in his honor, O gentle and loving St. Anthony, whisper my petition into the ear of the sweet infant Jesus who loved to be folded in your arms. And the gratitude of my heart will ever be yours. O gentle and loving St. Anthony. The beautiful act of love, prayer, in motion, and conversion of faith for a friend. Or can we forget the gentleness of a simple man who was chosen to be Pope? And as he became Pope, he laughed at the idea because they thought And he knew it. Oh, they only chose me because I am going to be an interim pope. Whatever that means. And he would kid his secretary. Do you know what that means? I'm an interim pope. And when he looked at that, he said, no, I'm going to change this. And he did. In his prayer unto God. And so what he did, he took that act of love and that passage of John. Love one another as I have loved you. He leaves the Vatican. Where did he go? Where did he go? He's downstairs in a car and he tells the driver, drive me to this place. Well, the guard, the Swiss guard, they're all upset. His secretary's going crazy. What do we do? Where do he just drive the car and go where I tell you? Yes, Holy Father. Pulls in, they look at this place, the most horrible place in Italy. A prison. Knock at the door, opens the door. Holy Father comes in. He went there. And he announced, You could not come to me, so I came to you. And we're going to pray together. And he asked the warden of the prison, those men on the second floor, Holy Father, you don't want to go there. Let's go. But Holy Father, let's go. They're my children too. And the one man embraced him. And he said, Holy Father, does Jesus forgive me too? My son, you are forgiven. Can we forget three men on Calvary's hill? 
One was praying, the other was cursing. The one in the middle was forgiving. And so the one who was praying turns to him and says, Jesus, remember me when you come to your kingdom. This day thou shalt be with me in paradise. That's what the Pope did at that prison. The act of the prayer of love. The act of love. Oh my God, I firmly believe. And he gave those men hope. That's the act of hope. That prayer we learned when we were growing up. I firmly believe that thou art one God. And thus faith became a reality in the lives of men, some who were going to die. Forgiveness and mercy from the Pope. And so the Holy Father tells his driver another time, take me here to this place, to this hospital. Yes, Holy Father. And he goes into the wards, blessing the sick, laying hands on them, anointing them, comforting them. That's prayer in action. That's not a prayer that's rattled, but it's living prayer in motion. And so he comes up to this one little girl. She was so scared. And the sisters were trying to tell her, you say, good morning, Holy Father, good morning, Holy Father, good morning, Holy Father. But when the Pope came over to her bed, The sisters were all smiling and happy. She's going to say, she's going to represent the children in this word. Good morning, Holy Father. She didn't say that. She had her own prayer. A prayer that was in her heart that shocked the sisters and everyone there. The Holy Father reached, got a teddy bear, handed it to the little girl, and sister said, this is the big moment now. Here she goes. She's going to say it. The little girl said, thank you, Santa Claus. And John the 23rd chuckled. What a beautiful prayer. He embraced the child. And the sister said, oh, Holy Father, oh, we're so embarrassed. My daughters, this little girl gave me more pleasure this day because she gave it from her heart. That's prayer. It's got to be from the heart in the little simplicity of being. We hope that you've enjoyed this production of Living Bread Radio Presents. For a copy of this program on Compact Disc, call 330-966-2903 or send an email to orders at livingbreadradio.com and reference the program broadcast date. 
This has been a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. Join us again next week at the same time for more Living Bread Radio Presents.